Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Folks, I don't know if you're seeing it. Honestly, I hope you're not. But something Beth and I have seen over the last 30 to 45 days is it's gotten kind of super negative in the real estate agent, mortgage broker slash investor world once we've kind of ticked up to the high sevens and dreaded 8%. Folks, it's not the end of the world, but uh, some of you are acting like it. So Beth, I don't know if you're seeing it, but it's certainly come across my radar. Oh, yes. I've absolutely seen that a lot lately. And I've been even taking a chance to step back and make sure I, I correct my own mindset if I feel things starting to shift that way. Um, thankfully, I have the the lens of decades to look back through. Sometimes you, experience really is a good a thing. Lot. There's a lot of new people out there. They're in the investing realm or in the real estate sales field or mortgage. They haven't been through it before. So you don't know that it gets better. You ride out this, these choppy waters, you know, come out okay on the other side. But, and the main thing I would say is do not fear. I don't fear a challenging market. I don't fear a hard market. I don't fear, in fact, I actually look forward to it as a real estate sales professional. It's a good, uh, good time for me when it gets harder for the rest, because in 2021, for example, it got a little too easy. There was more agents and there were, I think, houses for sale or something crazy like that. The vast majority of them never sold any houses. Um, very few sell more than three or four houses a year. So those agents that are selling more, um, I think are now that things have, are shifting and the, the number of agents are dropping. Um, and this goes for investors too. So the people that came in for the quick buck and, oh, this is hard and, oh, wait, never mind, this isn't going to work. Maybe start listening to the, the, uh, doomsdayers, the, uh, um, the crash bros and et cetera, you know, (laughs) you can let that get to you and be like, oh, well, this doesn't work right now. Real estate doesn't work right now. Real estate sales don't work right now. I'm going to go do something else. This is hard and uncomfortable. Okay. You know, but that those Bye. that are going to, I know, you know, I actually, I don't wish ill on anyone. Okay. I want anyone who works hard and is willing to, you know, willing to do the work to be successful. I want that. There's room for that, for all of those people that are willing to do that. But, um, but if it, if it gets uh, tough and it's a chance to let the best rise to the top, um, I'm, I welcome that it's, it needs to happen every once in a while. It's part of a cycle that we flush people out and, the people that are really going to go uh, face this head on are going to be the ones that are going to be even more successful once this tide turns, because these, these good times never last, bad times never last. It's like we've heard many times. And these, if these are bad times. At first I would say like, what do you define as a bad time? You know, like this, because rates are higher, doesn't necessarily make it a bad time. It just means it's different. The challenges are different. A year and a half ago in 2021, the challenge was that there was everybody was buying and the bidding wars were so intense because rates were so low. That was the challenge then. So it's really just a matter of being uh, able to adapt 
And for me, it's about giving the client what they need. And so if I'm the person that can solve their problem, that's what you want to do is focus on what are people's problems they're having right now? For some, it might be, how do I sell my house when rates are higher? How do I buy a house when rates are higher? How do I sell and buy? How do I prepare my house for sale? How do I negotiate in this kind of market to get the, the terms that I need if you're a buyer? Um, and for an investor, I would say focus on how you can solve the problem of the seller. What are, what are you able to solve that are their problems that they're facing in this market? And if you can be that problem solver and be the one that people go to, oh, I know I got a guy, I got a gal, they can help you with this situation, solve your problem, boom, you're on your way to your next chapter, go for it. You know, if you yeah. can be that person, you're going to come out and be, you're going to be successful when this is done. Yeah, I, th I just love this conversation because I'm saying a few things over and over, and I hope people are starting to hear them. One is financial engineers who won the last couple of years are going to get their ass kicked, and they should. Mm -hmm. Real estate investing is not supposed to be easy. It got easy. And financial engineers came in, and they're not operators. They got lucky, and now they're going to get hurt, and they should get hurt. The good operators are going to survive through this. And if they're doing what you and I are talking about, you're going to get some of the best deals of your life. And yeah. it's not about always about price. It could be terms. It's solving problems. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to recessions because the pretenders disappear and I can go in and find motivated sellers. I don't, I, you're an agent, you're an investor. My best deals have been for motivated sellers. Yeah. And again, it's not all about price. Sometimes it's terms. Yes. I can't emphasize that enough. And I hope people really hear that for a lot of sellers, it is not about price. It's about terms and what is the least stress option for them. Selling a home. I've said it before. Selling a home is very stressful. They've they've studied it. It's right up there with death and divorce and the stress level. Selling a home, especially one that you've been in for decades, that feels overwhelming. And if you feel like you can't get out from under it, but you need to sell, that's that's going to keep people up at night and stress them out. And if you're the person that can come in and say, "I understand. What do you need?" You got to take the time to talk to them or talk to their agent and learn what is it they need. You can't even talk about anything about price or terms until you know that. You got to find that out first. Yeah. And it's amazing how much you'll find just by having a a, a thoughtful conversation with the seller or their mm -hmm. their agent and then seeing if their if their problem is one that you can solve. And that's how you're going to find it it's a little bit tougher sometimes, you know, to do that maybe. But once you get good at it, it's not any harder and you'll start to spot that it's kind of like that reticular activation thing like if you're shopping for a white toyota you'll see them everywhere and then if you're looking for a seller that needs to sell that is having problems figuring out how they're going to make it happen you'll, you'll start to spot that and the side there's there's indicators for who those people are going to be and then you can be the one that's ready prepared and able to get them on their way and then you get you get a good deal out of it too. It's a win-win. You know, great deal. Sorry, you're only doing great deals. Only now. great deals. Yeah, for the next four <laughs> months, Beth. Come on. Yeah, only great. We gotta raise the bar. Raise the bar. Um, but the thing that's really funny to me is if if we flash back nine months or a year, 
most people wanted the market to slow down because the only people that were quote unquote winning were cash and quick. Mm -hmm. That's all you had. Yeah. It was so hard for a new investor, a new homeowner to compete. You wished for a slower, congratulations. You got what you wished for. And now you're not happy again. I mean, you know, just never as, happy as real estate agents. It makes us hair or hair. I talked about this with one of my team members, how we tell people like, this is what you've been waiting for. So if you wait, when rates come down, like we're going to wait till rates come. If you wait till rates come down, what do you think is going to happen? All those buyers are going to pile in and the competition is going to increase and just wait. Those, those prices are going to spike. So you can put a pin in this and watch this video later, whenever that day comes and you will see, because we've seen this ha cycle happen to different extremes over and over and over again. Yeah, and folks, go back and look at what happened when rates hit 599 for like a day. Yeah. Sheesh. I Christ. know. So this is it, people. And at least now you have less competition. We do, we're still seeing some competition out there, but no, by no means the same level that it was, not even close. And if you're able to get in there and be able to have an actual negotiation with the seller, get some concessions, have a few minutes to think about it and come back. I mean, it's, it's a luxury. A full inspection. Yeah. Inspections. You can negotiate. <laughs> Closing oh costs may be paid. I mean, it's just incredible what the opportunities yeah. are that are out there now that will disappear as soon as the pendulum swings. It is almost a herd mentality where like, if people are going this way, like those, those that are still there will get the advantage. And everyone, something happens, it's usually in the headline, some headline changes and everyone just swings back. Or as soon as people start losing houses and they're going to kind of get more competitive at the next one. And then we're off. So I think between at least now, when my area in the Seattle area, between now and the end of the year is when it's going to be a little more balanced. It's going to be quiet during the holidays. For us, after the holidays, mid-January is when everything pops. Wow. And I'm not making any predictions yet as to what I think is going to happen then, but we're going to see a bit of a jump. I don't know, even if rates stay where they are. So I think this is seasonally, it's a good time. And just the way our market is overall, if it's a bit more um, calm than it was. And you, and again, it. never, never try to guess a seller's motivation. There are some sellers that have to, that want to sell by the end of the year. And mm -hmm. as the dates tick by, their motivation is to put this part of their life behind them so they can start the next whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And I have routinely gotten my best deals and deepest discounts when that's the most important thing for the seller. Yeah. They don't want the ex I mean, I'm sure they would want the 50 grand, but to them, having it done before Christmas is the thing. It's much more valuable to them. And Here's another thing I'd like to share with folks. I've been seeing on the face investor Facebook groups, we'll do these screenshots, these text conversations, and they're calling that negotiation of an offer. And when you're texting a seller directly or an agent, like that is not, yeah, that not is a major fail. So if you've got somebody engaging with you on a text, immediately you got to go to an actual phone call with that person. Yes. Whether it's the listing agent or it's the seller. Texting is a no-no. You got it. You got to have an actual conversation with them, and you will not. And also another thing I want to say: I've had people like text me and say their their offer. You know their offer. 
And like, it is not, a, just so you know, legally, it's not an offer unless it's on a contract submitted yeah. to the listing agent and their office in Washington. So you have to send that. That is an offer that is legally required to be submitted to the seller. Now, I, because, you know, I like to give everybody open, you know, opportunity. If somebody texts me an offer, I will sometimes send it to, to my seller and say, hey, this person is saying they want, it's not an offer, but they're saying they maybe intend to make an offer. I don't know. Do you want me to pursue it or not? And usually they're like, no, they can just, if they want to write an offer, they can write an offer, but no, a text is not an offer folks. Put it on, put it in writing and in front of the listing agent, then they are required to submit it to the seller. That's how you, and then get on the phone. You got to support it. Call them before the offer goes in, call them after the offer goes in. Make sure they know you're reasonable and you want to try to solve a problem and you want to be collaborative to make it work for everybody. Yeah. You'll have far greater success that way. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, folks, I do think the headlines are going to skew negative negativity. If it bleeds, it leads. I think we're going that way, certainly for yeah. the next four or five months. Just don't believe it. Trust yourself. Do the work. Write great offers. Um, take advantage of this slow time learn your skills, learn terms, because it's not all about cash and quick anymore. And uh, when you can, partner with amazing top 1% agents like Beth Traverso. Where can they find you? I can be found at bethtraversogroup.com or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name. Beth. And if they are shopping in anywhere else besides King County, they could ask for a referral, can't they? Absolutely. I've got a nationwide network of amazing professionals that are happy to help. So I like to be matchmaker. So feel free to reach out. And of course, King County, you're going to deal with Beth Traversa herself. Yes. Yeah, so if you're in the so. greater Seattle area, give me a shout. Here to help. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Beth. Thank you.